welcome to Player's Spellbook, a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Tim. Yeah, and today we're talking about Blade Ward. But before we get to Blade Ward, first, I have a question for Tim. Now, spoilers here, Blade Ward is going to give you resistances to some damage types. Tim, if you could pick for your uh, Bard Bowdoin that you're playing in our campaign right now, if you could give him permanent resistance to either piercing, bludgeoning, or slashing damage, which one would you go for? Like, my first instinct would be to look up what damage most monsters would cast. <laughs> you would want to do a survey of the monster manual? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that we fight a lot of fiends and fae plants. We do fight a lot of plants. I'm a huge fan of plant monsters. But it's like pirate themed. So I think the fear is getting hit by a cannonball. So probably bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. Okay, fair enough. I was thinking pistols and muskets might lead you to piercing. But yeah, bludgeoning, bludgeoning makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I'm more scared of, uh, of the cannonball. <laughs> of getting hit by a cannon. Our paladin Dante did like 98 damage with a cannon a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. That's just not the way I want to go. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Blade Ward is a very useful cantrip if you know you're about to get hit by a cannon. <laughs> yeah. Now we can talk about why. Yeah. Sure, I'll read a description. The abjuration cantrip of Blade Ward, with a casting time of one action, range of self, components are verbal and somatic, and the duration is uh, one round. It says, you can extend your hand and trace a sigil of warding in the air. Until the end of your next turn, you have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. And you can get this if you're a bard, sorcerer, warlock, or wizard. Do you have any thoughts on it right off the bat? It just doesn't seem that great. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my the first thing I thought was, like, a whole action for this. There's just so much information that you need to have in order to assess if this is better than anything else. Like, you need to know that you're going to be hit by bludgeoning, uh, piercing, or slashing damage. So you need to probably, you or your allies have to have already been hit by whichever creature is coming at you. Or you see a bunch of guys running at you with maces and swords and spears and stuff. Sure. And then they turn out to be fire maces and then... (laughs) (laughs) And then you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it strikes me as this was probably a much more useful cantrip when the game was first released yeah because a lot of the monster manual monsters do like bludgeoning piercing and slashing damage you see a ton of claw attacks a ton of bite attacks all that sort of thing yeah Um, with the advent of some of the newer monsters that have come out recently and say like mordenkainen's monsters of the multiverse or something like that i can't remember the exact name you see a lot more monsters that have a longsword attack that does like force damage right or a bite that does like just cold damage right um or often you'll see uh, like a lot of um, kind of magical creatures like the Githyanki or the Fae will have weapons that deal damage, but then also deal a bunch of psychic damage right? Uh, or a bunch of fire damage, depending on what they are. And so it's like you can resist, you know, like one quarter of their attack, but the, the bulk of the damage, like the massive psychic backlash, this doesn't protect you against that. Yeah, maybe with the original monster manual it kind of made more sense but 
if you're a caster and you don't, for some reason, you don't have spell slots to do something like a Misty Step or like uh, a Thunder Wave or even like a Dissonant Whispers that can get monsters out of the way. If like you're kind of up against it and you need to use your cantrip, you still have the ability to try dodge or disengage mm-hmm. to get out of there. So it's it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where this would be the best option. And it would be so specific that I probably just wouldn't take this as a cantrip because I would use it maybe once in a campaign to level 20. Yeah, it does seem like the sort of thing where a lot of times you're probably better off just using dodge. Yeah. <laughs> just taking the dodge action and then saving your cantrip for, for somewhere else. There's actually like a graph someone did on Reddit that has like all of the analysis about when Blade Ward is better versus dodge depending on like the oh, hit bonus and your armor class but but you as the player don't know that to hit bonus, no of course not generally speaking so <laughs> it, <laughs> i don't know i don't know how exactly that is. and yeah and and that's just dodge versus being hit because you also have uh disengage that you can take mm-hmm. and as you mentioned other potential spells that might be able to help you get yeah. out of there like you can use shock and grasp to eliminate somebody's reaction and then run away instead of using yep, blade ward exactly this is a, it's it's an interesting cantrip in that it strikes me as the kind of thing that you might end up if you took it as mm-hmm. a player read like retraining it a lot or if if you have the if your dm gives you the option to like when you level up swap out a cantrip yeah. or something like that i can picture it becoming useful and then not useful and then useful and then not useful depending on on where you are in level and depending on what your mm-hmm. build is yeah um like it, the the blade ward Cantrip basically lets you be a barbarian for yeah. a round. You get to rage and reduce the reduce a bunch of incoming damage, yeah. um, and uh, the situations in which you might need that can kind of come and go. And the situations to which you can work it into your character. What I'm thinking is, uh, if you're a sorcerer with, say, like the quicken spell meta magic, yeah. blade ward might not be a great action, but it's a pretty good bonus action to just give yourself resistance for a round. If you're feeling like fighting up front, you know, your sorcerer's striding into the front lines and doing like thunder wave or whatever. If you're a dragon sorcerer, you've got some hit points, you've got some armor yeah. class. I could see somebody at the end of their turn spending two sorcery points and casting blade ward on themselves. Right. Um, Cause since you can't cast two spells in a round, but you can cast a spell and a cantrip in a round, I think blade ward might be a good candidate for a quicken spell. Yeah, that's true. And by by the same token, I think if you're, like you mentioned, like a fighter, like the Eldritch Knight subclass, or if you're a College of Valor bard, when you get to the point where you um, get the uh, the war magic ability that lets you make a weapon attack as a bonus action after you cast a cantrip, right. I can picture Blade Ward being a good candidate for that too, because you're kind of like fighting defensively. Um, at that point, I believe it's like level seven that that comes online for an Eldritch Knight, somewhere around there. Um, so at that point, you've got two attacks. So basically, you're giving up one attack to give yourself resistance to all damage, and then bonus action to to make a you know to make one melee attack instead of two. Right. So again, if you're sort of like focusing on 
being defensive if you're like fighting in a narrow tunnel and it's just your guy yeah <laughs> just getting slammed for the next round i can i can picture that being yeah. useful but again you have to be fairly certain that it's going to be bludgeoning piercing or slashing damage that you're about to take so you know how they have that feature for monks where it's like their um what their attacks become magic attacks become magical yeah, yeah for the purpose of getting around resistance do you think that would mm-hmm. mean you could get around blade ward no in in the same way that it's in the same way that that doesn't get around like a barbarian's rage because it just says you resist this damage the only caveat here that i can see is you have resistance against damage dealt by weapon attacks uh, so for example like spells that do bludgeoning damage like say ice storm where you drop a bunch of hail on somebody Right. Blade Ward wouldn't protect you against that. Oh. Would it not protect you against monks, though? No, I don't think, because they're still making weapon attacks. They're magical weapon attacks, but it's still a weapon attack. It is curious to me, though, that Blade Ward, it strikes me as a very kind of, like, like a gamey sort of cantrip. Like, it doesn't have a whole lot of, like, in-world kind of flavor to it, I guess. I would have a hard time picturing, like, a novel, like, writing a novel in which somebody casts Blade Ward. It's sort of meant to be used in a in a game context because in real life, if you're getting hit by bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, you're probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, it, it seems a little gamey in that the stone skin spell, which is a fourth level spell with a very expensive material component, specifies that it only protects you against non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Whereas Blade Ward, the cantrip, just weapon attacks. Huh. And so it, it seems odd that a fourth level spell in, in many ways offers inferior protection to what a to what a cantrip can offer you. Hmm. But that one, I think, lasts longer. It lasts much longer. Yes. Right. I, it's concentration for a very long time. Yeah. So that's definitely an advantage. But yeah, like a monk's, a monk's uh, key empowered strikes would get through stone skin, but I don't think it would get through blade ward. Interesting. The thing about Blade Ward, or I find that it's so similar to Absorb Elements, which wouldn't have been in the player's, or which didn't come with the player's handbook. Yeah, that came along later. Yeah. Xanathar's Guide, I think. But it's a first level reaction mm-hmm. uh, that allows you to get resistance on a certain type of damage. Yeah, but it, it only lets you resist one attack, if I remember right. Just the attack that the reaction yeah. triggers. Whereas Blade Ward will give you an entire round of resistance. Uh, absorb element says you have resistance to the triggering damage type until the start of your next turn. Oh, really? Okay, I stand corrected. It almost makes more sense to me than if you were going to have Blade Ward to boost it up a level and make a make it a reaction. Then I think it would, might be worth taking because Absorb Elements doesn't uh protect against these types of damage it yeah just elemental yeah that'd be kind of cool a first level spell version of blade ward that is a reaction when you get hit you're probably going to be taking shield more often or using shield more often or silvery barbs but yeah i think shield kind of kind of fills that that niche but again there might be some there might be some potential depending on on what kind of build I think that's basically the, the conclusion for the, the player's side of, of looking at this cantrip, is it kind of depends on your build. 
I can see an Eldritch Knight or a Valor Bard or a Dragon Sorcerer maybe getting some use out of it. But I think for a lot of other spellcasters, you're probably better off with just taking the dodge action. <laughs> yeah, and using your precious cantrip slot on something that you'll use every session or every other session. Or, or at least have, have more fun with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. It does occur to me, I guess, maybe as a last note that if you have a game where the DM's using the optional rules for flanking, this might be slightly better. Oh, yeah. Just because you have better chances of being ganged up on by people with weapons. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and also the dodge action, I guess, would be slightly less useful because they can flank to kind of counteract the disadvantage you're giving them, whereas they can't really counteract Blade Ward as easily. Yeah, for sure. So maybe maybe that's one context in which you might want to take Blade Ward over Dodge if you anticipate getting flanked a lot. Yeah. But I guess if you anticipate getting flanked a lot, maybe you should have a word with your uh, <laughs> with your party's <laughs> fighter. Yeah, or uh, you're just a party of uh, bards and wizards, and yeah, that's just what's <laughs> and, gonna happen. And somebody's somebody's got to be up front. <laughs> yeah. And if it's you, then Blade Ward is your spell. <laughs> yeah. Take the tough feet and yeah <laughs> get out there and suck it up yeah well, one context where i do like blade ward on a monster is actually at really high levels um if you're talking about like legendary spellcasters like liches who have the ability to cast a cantrip as a legendary action i think blade oh, yeah. ward is a fantastic candidate for that legendary action because for the cost of of one legendary action that they take after somebody's turn, hopefully after somebody who doesn't deal <laughs> that those kinds of damages, they can take this action and then give themselves resistance to like the party's rogue fighter barbarian. Like a lot of the main damage dealers in a lot of parties are dishing out bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Um, the one exception is maybe if your party's like big damage dealer is a paladin who's mostly doing radiant damage, then this is probably less useful. But I think for a, for a good chunk of parties, you could drastically increase the longevity of some legendary spellcasters, particularly because like liches and that kind of monster are pretty fragile, don't have a ton of hit points. Uh, Blade Ward is a is a great option for a legendary action cast. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I have hardly ever had a low-level spellcaster cast Blade Ward. I don't think I've ever actually had a low-level monster cast Blade Ward. No. But I have I have thrown a couple of liches at you guys, and though it didn't end up working out that way, they had other tactical priorities. <laughs> uh, it was it was an option that I was that I was excited to use. Oh. It ended up that he cast invulnerability on himself and so you couldn't hurt him anyway. But Yeah, that's a little a little better, I guess. It, it's a little bit better, yeah. but it's also a ninth level spell. Yeah, it's the ninth level blade ward. It's it's ninth level blade ward. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's basically all that the abjuration school is. It's just increasing levels of you can't hurt me. Every level of that school that you're casting, you're just making monsters and barbarians more and more angry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just meant to be an upsetting yeah school of magic. I think that's all we have to say about Blade Ward. <laughs> yeah, I don't I can't really think of anything else to say about this. I mean, yeah, I guess you said when you might take it. I mean, I would personally if I'm a player, I'm this is at the bottom of my list. Probably pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I probably I probably would almost 
I wouldn't take, th- I would maybe take this for a one shot if I thought of like a specific, like, this is the scenario that I'm going to use it in. But until I'm at like past level 20 and getting my own legendary actions, I... <laughs> it's probably then, not then probably not yeah if you don't have legendary <laughs> actions maybe blade ward isn't the spell for you yeah yeah and in that way i guess it's more of a a spell for advanced magic users yeah that's how you can tell if you've made it as a wizard if you're actually getting use out of blade ward <laughs> yeah for sure and i think that's it for blade ward for this week let us know if you're getting any use out of Blade Ward in your campaign by following us at Player Spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S. Share your thoughts, share your homebrew spells, and we might review them in the future. And finally, join us next week when we find out why a spell called Chill Touch is a ranged spell. <laughs>